Pro fans all over the world, we welcome you to the Pro Fan Arena where prolific sports fandom, a desire for wisdom in life and work, for the purpose of glorifying God through our gifts and talents, all rumble together. Thank you for joining us. Now introducing your starting lineup. Standing five feet nine from the University of Take Responsibility, playing the position of Chief Encourager, your host, the founder of Pro Fan League, the Pro Fan, Bradley Gibbs! Welcome into the Pro Fan League arena. Happy Friday before the final week of the NFL regular season. My name is Brad Gibbs, the founder of Pro Fan League. Let's get it, y'all. Thanks for joining me today. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Jesus Christ is alive. He has conquered sin and death, and that makes this a great day. Now, lace up your Nike Air Jordan Book 1 shattered backboards. And let's talk sports. The Nike Air Jordan Book 1 shattered backboard is Devin Booker, shooting guard for the Phoenix Suns' first signature shoe. It'll be released later in the year, so technically you can't lace it up yet, but it's a good-looking kick. It's based off the original Air Jordan shattered backboards, which were released a long time ago. They're giving it a little modern remix and pumping it right out. Have I got some steaming hot sports reporting for you. I saw this headline yesterday in Fenway Park. Somebody was playing Fortnite on the big screen. Now, this stirs questions for me. In the middle of the day, When Fenway Park is empty, who plugged their PS5 into the big screen and started playing Fortnite? Get on the sticks, baby. Rocking the thumbs. Was it the owner of the Boston Red Sox? Was it the front office personnel? Was it somebody's sick child? Like there was a mom or dad who had to get to work and they didn't have babysitting? Go play. Go play. You're sick. You're out of school. Go sit at second base and play Fortnite on the big screen. I don't know. But, uh, wow. Playing video games at Fenway Park by yourself. That is not something a lot of people get to do. So whoever it was, congratulations. What a memory. Or maybe they do it all the time and it's not even special anymore. I hope that never stops being special. Fenway Park is your personal living room. How cool is that? That wasn't... Well, let's just move on. Fenway Park, video games. There's actually a Call of Duty tournament. An eSports Call of Duty tournament at Fenway Park later this month. Uh, eSports is a crazy phenomenon. I mean, there have been esports tournaments that sold out Madison Square Garden. And uh, it is a rising trend in the world. So I don't know if it's sold out for the Call of Duty 
tournament at Fenway Park? Uh, my guess is that it probably will be by the time it's all said and done. Last night was an incredibly cool, an incredible night in sports, especially in the NBA. Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets visited the Golden State Warriors down by the bay. I guess they don't play on the bay anymore. San Francisco, I think they're close to water down there at the new Chase Stadium. He hit a walk-off three-pointer, banked it in. He called the bank, bank! Knocked it in from way downtown. He might have been in Arizona. Banked at home, gave Steph Curry a little potion of his own medicine. He shot this uh, weird-looking overhead three-pointer, banked at home, Nuggets. Beat the Golden State Warriors in the most dramatic fashion last night. And then, in the first game of the doubleheader, the first ever matchup between Victor Wembenyama and Giannis. This was like a real-life human version of Alien vs. Predator. Victor making plays. He had a behind-the-back, one-handed dunk. He just snuck it in beneath a charging Brook Lopez. He uh, was driving the lane and kind of got tripped up, ran out of dribbles, so he just threw it off the backboard and, and slammed it on himself. Meanwhile, the Bucks prevailed behind Giannis, who goes for 44 points and 14 boards, 7 assists. In one building last night, you saw two of the most uniquely physically built men walking on earth. What they are able to do with a basketball. How fast they can cover the floor. I once read an article that Giannis can cover an NBA floor, touchline to touchline, in nine steps. That's crazy. I don't know what Victor can do it in. He's four inches taller than Giannis. Maybe five inches taller, so maybe he can do it in seven or eight. Wow, what a game. The NBA is working on uh, negotiating a new contract with all its TV partners. They're saying that the NBA is asking to broadcast its games for $75 billion over 10 years. So that's a smooth $7.5 billion a year, I suppose. And the pro- I mean, they're probably going to get it. Maybe they'll even get north of $75 billion. For the uh, right to show NBA games on your network television. Uh, Pro Fan League is not in a position to bid this year. Maybe next. Maybe maybe in 10 years. <laughs> hey, you never know. David Tepper, owner of the Carolina Panthers, got fined $300,000 for, for throwing his drink on fans out of the owner suite in anger this past Sunday. $300,000. Uh, Dave Tepper is 
worth a, a couple billion dollars. I think this probably feels uh, like if you or I got fined $3 or $30 for doing something. An NFL fan in Carolina uh, threw drink on fellow fans and was banned from NFL stadiums for, for like ever in perpetuity. Uh, David Tepper, the owner, got fined 300000 for throwing his drink on fans. And uh, to everybody's relief yesterday, he, he accepted the discipline. I wonder if he uh, paid that off the company credit card or, or if he just took that out of his wallet. Like, oh, 300000 I think that uh, that kind of punishment is kind of a joke at this point. They might as well have just let him get away with it. 300000 but uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe the NFL front office thinks that the Carolina Panthers situation is enough punishment for Dave Tepper. <laughs> like, oh man, that guy owns a dumpster fire. I mean, they, they should have suspended him for a couple games, I think. But he does have to watch the Panthers and know that he uh, he doesn't have a head coach and Nobody really wants to go to Carolina, and people are scared that they're going to get fired. And uh, it's kind of a kind of a toxic environment down there right now. So maybe maybe the disciplinarians at the NFL head uh, front office uh, headquarters there in New York feel like he's going through enough. They don't want to they don't want to put him into a, an unhealthy place by really pressing the issue on his discipline. Uh, Josh Allen and Amon Ra St. Brown. Josh Allen's quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. Amon Ra St. Brown is wide receiver for the Detroit Lions. Both got ignored for the Pro Bowl team. That's ridiculous. Josh Allen just became the first player in NFL history to score 40 touchdowns four seasons in a row. But he's not good enough to play flag football in Florida. Amon Ra St. Brown is having an excellent, excellent, top-level, elite season for the Detroit Lions. But uh, not good enough to play flag football in Florida. I think they should add an interesting wrinkle since they're looking for, they're looking for ways to make the Pro Bowl more compelling. Uh, they do, like, kind of a multi-day flag football tournament skills thing. So you have the the teams that were starters for the AFC and the NFC, the the players that should have got there. They should make a third team of the of the Pro Bowl snubs, like the Pro Bowl disrespect squad. And they should let them play in the round robin of the NFL flag football all-star tournament too. All these dudes with a chip on their shoulder. Cross-conference. So you have the AFC team and the NFC team. And then you have the collective team of guys that got disrespected in the vote. And they get to play. I'm looking at the Pro Bowl rosters. I'd take me some Josh Allen and Amon Ross St. Brown on a flag football team. I think I'd take them 
over quite a few players that will be there. I mean, it's the Pro Bowl. Who really cares? But I thought it was interesting. I always find those votes to be a study. A study in humanity. What makes people vote for other people? I don't know. This weekend, what I'm sure Josh Allen cares about much more is the winner-take-all Bills-Dolphins game on Sunday. If you would have talked to me at the beginning of November, well, we did talk. What do you know about that? If you go back to November in the early shows, uh, I had mentioned that the Bills playoff run has to start now. Uh, they were 6-6. Six and six. And they've won. And they keep winning. And now, if they beat Miami on Sunday, they win the AFC East. And they are an opponent that is dangerous. I could see the Bills beating the Ravens. That would be a great playoff match. Bills-Ravens. Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, those defenses. Playoff football's around the corner. Get pumped. I wanted to talk today about mission. What is the mission for Josh Allen? The mission, I'm sure, was not try to get to the Pro Bowl in Florida. His mission is try to get to the Super Bowl and hoist the Lombardi Trophy. He already has an amazing reputation in Buffalo, and if he can deliver a Super Bowl to Buffalo. That guy, I mean, it's hard to say it, but he will probably be elevated as most revered Buffalo quarterback, even above the great Jim Kelly, if he can do it. Isn't that wild? What's more meaningful? One Super Bowl win or four straight Super Bowl appearances with no victories? Probably the one Super Bowl win. I'd be interested to hear from a Buffalo fan what the what the perspective of the Buffalo fan base is on Josh Allen versus Jim Kelly. I mean, Jim Kelly's a Buffalo legend. Josh Allen's still young in his career, but he has had a great start and really brought a lot of stasis to that Buffalo organization. What is the mission? I read a really cool article on BAM. Adebayo. Bam Adebayo is the center for the Miami Heat. And the Heat lost to the Nuggets in the NBA Finals this past summer. And he says, what really hit him when the buzzer went off is there are two things that matter when you get to the finals. Who's going to make the least amount of mistakes and who's going to be the team That's less injured. He has a mission of getting back to the NBA Finals. This is stirring him. He also has an opportunity, if he makes all NBA first team, to sign a Supermax contract in the offseason. He's pushing towards these goals. And he's saying, but thinking back to his epiphany during the finals, Adebayo is pushing for more. I'm looking at my stat line and being like, how can I be better, Adebayo said. Instead of averaging 20 points per game, how do I average 23? 
Instead of averaging nine rebounds, how do I average 11? Instead of averaging three assists, how do I average five? Instead of averaging 0.8 blocks, how do I average 1.4? And you start calculating that. You start really honing in on preparation. How many times you go to the gym? How many times you work on consistency? And then it goes to taking care of your body while you're beating yourself up in the summer. Trying to obviously put more weight on. Getting stronger. See, BAM has a clear mission in mind for this year, 2024. Started in the fall of 2023. Earlier in the article, it talks about how he's restructured his day so he can get in the ice tub more. He's trying to give his body rest, being mindful of sleep, so he can achieve the goals that he's working towards. And if you'll notice, the, the differences that he's looking for in some ways are marginal. I mean, he's already a tremendous player. He's been an all-star. He's been a defensive uh, all-NBA player. But he keeps, he keeps pushing, trying to maximize his ability, maximize his opportunity. He grew up in a single-wide trailer with his mom, uh, with an absent dad. He's very committed to her and wanting to provide for her. He's on the precipice of being able to embrace an opportunity that very few people in the world will embrace, signing that NBA Supermax deal. And he's putting in the work. He's evaluating. He's looking at the nuances of his life and saying, where do I have opportunity to grow? Where can I take responsibility? How do I get from 20 points a game to 23 points a game? From three assists a game to five assists a game. Those aren't insanely different margins or spreads, but he's pressing into the details. I bring him up as we talk about mission today to say, what areas are you looking for some incremental growth? What areas do you have leadership responsibility right now that maybe you need to lean into? We often hear leadership and we think about people running big organizations or doing these dramatic, humongous, you know, missions, making uh, crazy dollars or speaking to millions of people. Jesus Christ, when he was on earth, entrusted his mission to 12 people. Directly, 12 people. I was talking about this podcast to somebody. Somebody had asked how uh, it was going a month or two ago. And I shared, you know, it's early. We've got a a committed small following of listeners, uh, but we'll see how it goes. And he said, well, even a small amount, you never know what will happen. I mean, this was his quote. He said, Jesus committed his message to 12 people and it changed the world. And that perspective was both refreshing and challenging to me. When we're doing what we feel the Lord is calling us to do, the results aren't up to us. We are called to be obedient. This show, for me, in some, in many ways, is an act of obedience to what I 
believe the Lord is calling me to do with my time, talent, and resources. For many years, I would feel discouraged about many things, and I would share these things with my wife, and my wife, as the the wonderful woman she is, would say, Brad, stop looking at all the areas where you don't have influence or you wish you had more influence or impact and see what's right in front of you. What are the areas that are right in front of you that you can take it from 20 points a game to 23 points a game? Maybe these are areas in a marriage. Maybe these are areas as a parent. Maybe these are areas on a team you're leading at your church or local community center. Maybe these are areas at your job where you can share your gifts or be generous with coworkers. If you're in school, maybe it's sitting with that kid at the lunch table that nobody talks to. Maybe it's seeing a neighbor out doing a really hard job and taking some time out of your day to go help them out. Maybe it's inviting people to the dinner table. Maybe it's going back to church. Maybe you know that your pastor at church is discouraged and you take the time to write him a note or take him and his wife and his kids to lunch after church. What are some areas of leadership right in front of you that you can lean into in this year? And make a difference. Where are you trying to go from NBA All-Star to NBA All-NBA First Team this year? Where you're doing well, but you know that there's a little more to give. Or that you are know what you're supposed to be up to. You know that eating better would take your game to another level like Bam Adebayo I'm not saying eating in particular but a small change that he's made is is nutrition he knows that that'll help his body to be healthier which will give him more endurance what's a little area where you know hey I could do something a little different and it would have an outsized impact on performance I'm sure that as you think about your life, there's ideas populating into your mind. Maybe it's a matter of obedience. Maybe it's just time to get started. But as after you've declared the mission, you have to declare the team. You have to pick a team. And that's what we're going to talk about on Tuesday. What's the mission? What's the team? Do the people around you who are closest to you know about your missions? Have you shared it with anybody? Are you expecting people to read your mind? Are you expecting them to run your plays without any playbook? It's not going to happen. Got to talk. Got to communicate. Got to ask people for help. Alone we die. This article from Adebayo was really refreshing to me, to see him evaluating his own actions, to let 
to let us into the process of a guy who has been very successful and is very gifted, but he's not just leaning on his talent. He's putting in the extra work. He's changing the way that he lives because where he feels he's supposed to be going, what he wants to accomplish for himself and his mom, the kind of impact and reputation he wants in the NBA, it's clear to him. And he's changing the way that he lives in pursuit of realizing all that potential. That's amazing. That's part of what this show is. We all have those opportunities. It's not just BAM of the Miami Heat. It's it's all of us. And wherever we find our lives today, in whatever arena you find yourself in today, you have a chance to be an all-pro, all-NBA, pro-bowler, all-star at something. What arena do you find yourself in today? You're in the Pro Fan League arena. I believe that. And I thank you for being here. One of the missions of Pro Fan League is to spotlight and elevate businesses and entrepreneurs who are making a difference in the world, who are offering a quality good or service that can motivate others, who are sports fans, but they're not just fans or Maybe they don't care about sports, but they do care about people. And they're taking their time, talent, and resources, and they're pouring them into others. Part of the Pro Fan League mission is to spotlight these kinds of businesses and to remind people that maybe the world seems like a dark place to you. But... Even in the darkness or even inside the fear, there are amazing things going on around you. Don't believe the lie that the darkness is winning. That's part of the reason that I decided to spotlight businesses who are having cool impact. Or people who were obedient to something that they felt they were supposed to do and just went for it. This month of January, the business spotlight is an online eBay store called Thread Therapy run out of the state of New Jersey by a gentleman named Tim Hedges. I heard about Tim from my brother. Uh, he sent me a link to the store. So Tim goes around to many places. He's looking at estate settlements. He's looking at thrift shops. He's got connections from wholesalers for vintage sports gear and lifestyle clothing. And he's amassed this collection. He's always on the hunt. And then he sells it on his eBay store. I clicked into this eBay store and was amazed at the diversity of what he has to offer and what he has found. I asked uh, my brother to put me in touch with him to see if he'd answer some questions. 
And part of the reason I decided to feature Thread Therapy on this show, it's on the Pro Fan League website. I will have a link to Thread Therapy in the show notes of this show. You can also go to ProFanLeague.com, look at the Swinging a Torch version 11 or any Swinging a Torch in the month of January, and you'll see write-ups, an expansion of this interview, links to go to Thread Therapy. If you're a sports fan or a fan of vintage clothes, vintage sportswear, old school, uh, really cool new new school stuff, check this out. His collection is fascinating. And it's entertaining. And you might even find something you want to click on. But part of the reason I decided to to do this, to, to spotlight Tim, is because he is an excellent example of somebody who had an idea. He knew what his own passions and skills were. And he went for it. And that, is part of what we are looking to do at Pro Fan League. Be a catalyst for people who are on the edge of doing something special. And when I say special, I don't mean something just big. I mean, it could be a parent who knows that they should spend more time with their kids. And they're on the edge of changing their life to do that. But for whatever reason, they're not there. Or that young kid who knows there's somebody that's lonely at their school and they should reach out, but they're not willing to do it. And then, one day, they make the change and they do it. I hope spotlighting people like Tim or manufacture good where people have seen what they're good at, they have an idea, and they don't let fear hold them back anymore, and they push through it, and they go for it. He says it himself. His advice to a person getting started selling clothing is definitely to dive in head first and not to be afraid to learn more about the history of clothing. So, it's not going to be easy, necessarily. You have to overcome your fear, and you're going to have to do some work. But his last line, there's always more to learn. So be patient and graceful with yourself and others as you go along. He talks about how he's met a number of wonderful people through this hobby and business. I asked him... If he's a sports fan, who he cheers for? He says, I'm a diehard New York Knicks fan. So some of my favorite memories are heading to MSG, Madison Square Garden, to see the Knicks on the train from Sea Caucus. I've only been able to do it a couple of times, but there's nothing like the atmosphere of the garden for seeing the Knicks. I would go with my brother Sam and dad Joe, and we would walk to Carmine's in NYC to get some Italian food before the game. Some of my favorite memories. I even remember growing up watching the MSG channel on TV as a kid. They would stream historic events and even some park games from Rucker Park. In terms of football, I'm loyal to the New York football giants. I lived through both of the Eli Manning championships during my childhood and even remember David Tyree coming to my middle school 
assembly after his famous helmet catch. My favorite New York Giants-related memory is in my senior year of high school getting invited to MetLife Stadium to watch our championship game in our conference. His favorite piece of sports clothing that he's ever found, he owns a reversible champion brand Golden State Warriors practice jersey. On both sides, it has the Warriors graphic and the number 11. Even though it is a 90s piece, it is nice to have Clay Thompson's number on this piece. I wear it all the time while playing basketball myself or at open gyms. His favorite vintage sports piece he owns is a 90s champion brand Phoenix Suns bomber jacket. This piece came from a bulk wholesale order he bought, so it technically wasn't found out in the wild. However, the jacket has the coveted 90s Suns graphic across the front with the beautiful purple trim. What I loved about his responses to my email questions was the passion that he has. It's clear it flows through even in the email. Knicks fan, Giants fan, check out his eBay store. Look for the links in the show notes. Look for the link on profanleague.com. Thread Therapy. This month's January Spotlight. I'm going to put more excerpts from this interview in next week's Swinging a Torch blog post. Check him out, but don't miss the message. The gear is cool. His collection of clothes for sale is cool, and it's constantly changing. So don't just go once. Go back. Check it out. Support Tim. He's a long-suffering Nixon Giants fan. He, He could use some encouragement. Although the Knicks, the Knicks are playing pretty well right now. <laughs> the Giants, the Giants are bad enough for him to cover up the good of the Knicks. The double portion of ugly happening in New York football Giants headquarters uh, is overwhelming even probably a little bit of the victories people are enjoying in New York Knicks basketball right now. I am grateful for you taking some time to join Pro Fan League today, to to enter the Pro Fan League arena. What leadership opportunities do you need to lean into? Just like Bam Adebayo is working for small gains that make huge differences, what are some areas you're working on some small gains that will make huge differences for yourself and for the people around you? On Tuesday... We are going to talk about what team do you need to pick to get after these missions that you have declared. What is the mission? Well, my mission right now is to sign off. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for listening to Pro Fan League. Give us a five-star review. I'm cheering for you. Go make plays. We are not just fans. God willing, talk to you Tuesday.